Who wants to get funky tonight? Get your facts straight. Stop, I'm sick of your bullshit. I never heard such shit. Ask me if I give a shit. <laughs> that is one big pile of shit. I'm inspired to get a balanced schedule. All right, everybody, welcome. It is another episode. I'm rolling. Ah. <laughs> <laughs> Runaway roller coaster. Man overboard. Holy <laughs> shit. All right, well, it's another episode of the Silver Motion Podcast, and my name is Will. My name is Steven, and uh, apparently we're. Uh, Doing this episode on a roller coaster here. Oh uh, yes, <laughs> yeah. No, I'm not going to start over. <laughs> Why would I do that? No, I'm going to keep it going. This is we're going to roll this momentum right into the uh, the podcast. Yeah. If to see, we check the timer and see how long it takes to t- completely dissipate this uh, <laughs> energy. Yeah. <laughs> uh. Or just fly off the rails. <laughs> yeah, explode with energy off the rails. Yeah. It could happen. You never know. Anything's possible on the Silver Emulsion Podcast. Yeah. Well, today um, we're doing a movie from 1997. It's from Japan. It's animated. Mm-hmm. And it's called Perfect Blue. Yes. And uh, the guy's name is, what, Satoshi Kone? Yep. Is that how you pronounce it? Yeah. It'd be Satoshi Kon. All right. Um, so his debut film. Debut film. I've never seen anything of his. So good place to start then. Debut film, I suppose. Yeah, debut, debut to me, mm-hmm. even though it's 22 years old at this point. Yeah. But, uh, hey, it's, uh, it's definitely, uh, you can tell it's from the 90s when... Uh, she has to explain the internet to the yeah. main character. <laughs> I really enjoyed that because uh, I was on the internet in 97. And uh, so it just took me back. I remembered all the things. They showed that she's opening up the browser and it was the yeah, it looks like little Net- Netscape yeah, Navigator yeah. logo that used to come up when it would load. And it's like, ah, I used to use that. I remember that. <laughs> Whatever it said was some bullshit name. but Yeah. But I knew what they were doing. Yeah, it, you know, it It kind of surprised me. This one did not do a whole hell of a lot of tweaking of the company names. Like the, oh, yeah. Because she's clearly using a Mac. And, yes, for sure. Yeah, it was like it, product placement almost. Yeah, it was definitely, I think it was actually called a Mac. The The specific model might have been fake. I'm not sure what it was. but It's nothing I had heard of, but it was Macintosh something. It definitely yeah. said Macintosh. So, so usually like any use of a company like that at all yeah. will get a weird like alteration yeah. just to like change it a bit. Like they even said Mac OS when the thing was starting and had the little face thing that it yeah. used to start with. Yeah, in the it was 90s. like, oh, holy shit, they're just totally. Yeah, that was wild. Which is kind of funny because later on uh, in the camera shoot, the guy's got like a Nikon, but it says Niken. <laughs> yeah, and then later on, the other there was a there was a camera that said Nikon, like an act- the actual Nikon, and so it was weird. It was, yeah, like, it was they, like they had it both ways. 
and I was thinking maybe maybe that's just a thing to uh, fuck with you. Maybe. Maybe just to add to the surreal layers yeah. of the movie. Yeah, I don't know. Because there were a number of things, and like any time I watch a movie like this, there's a thing where I think I see something, and then it's like it's gone. And so it's like, well, did I see that or did I not see that? Right. I don't know. And so I could see maybe because the first time you see the camera, it's whatever. It's not Nikon, but it's something close. Yeah, I think they just changed the O to an E. Some, yeah, I don't something like that. And so then when they show it later, it's definitely Nikon. And so then you may like, hey, wasn't it this other thing before? <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, so it's... I mean, it's animation. They're drawing all this shit, so it's definitely a choice. You know? Yeah, yeah, it's whatever they feel like it should be, so... Yeah, so... So, yeah. So, I've heard a lot about this guy. I've heard a lot about this movie. Right. It's, uh, so, uh, uh, I was excited. Mm. Did, did it live up <laughs> to your expectations? I don't know. Did you have any expectations? I had I had fucking, like, super high expectations. I've never heard anybody talk bad about this movie. I've only heard people raving about this fucking movie. And this, and this, uh, this guy, Satoshi Kon. Right. I, I literally have not heard a bad thing. Right. So I was I pretty pumped it, up. Yeah, I don't think I've heard anything about him either. People like this guy, and people yeah. like his movies, and they specifically, I hear a lot about this movie and Paprika. Yeah. And uh, those are the two I hear a lot of very good yeah, things they're, about. They're definitely the two uh, that get the most talk. Yeah, they're the two. I mean, I've heard of them all, of course, but, <clears throat> right. but uh, these are the two. Yeah, and, uh, the first and last movies he made. So. First and last. Yeah, I was reading about that, how he, when he died, he was like halfway through another movie. And they, uh, I guess for a few years, were trying to get somebody to finish it. And then they ultimately decided, like, fuck it. <laughs> yeah. Like, who could do it? Like, yeah. fuck it. So, that's sad. Yeah. Yeah. So, did it live up to my super high expectations? I don't know. I don't think it did, honestly. <laughs> but can anything live up to those kinds of expectations? Yeah, yeah when I something's don't know. like just super hyped and you're going to expect it yeah. to be perfection, then... You know, I mean, it's it's not like I didn't like it. I definitely liked it. It's, it's definitely good. Mm -hmm. I just... I was... I just had heard so much about it, and so... It was going on and going on, and I was just like, yeah, this is good, but I don't know why everybody is so crazy about this movie. Like, Jesus. And then it started getting weirder, and I was like, okay, now it's getting weirder. But it still, it just never, it just felt like, man, people fucking were pumped up about this movie, and I don't really understand why everybody is super pumped up about this movie. Yeah, I've, I'm going to say that I've, watching it this time, wasn't uh playing as well to me in some ways as yeah. it did the previous times I've seen it. You've seen it multiple times? I've seen it multiple times. And How many? Oh god, I don't <laughs> even know. So, okay. Like two or three or more uh, than that? All right. So, I first encountered this probably I don't know, early 2000s probably. I want to say I was out of high school then, but Okay. I, super sure on that but sometime around when it was getting its english it was on vhs still in the vhs days so, yeah um i was kind of a late 
adopter to DVD, so maybe a little uh, later into the 2000s, but back, not when it was super old at any rate. And my friend had it, he had found it on D, on uh, VHS or something, and he was like, dude, you gotta watch this movie, it's fucking weird, I don't know what's going on. <laughs> like, yeah. And so I watched it, I was like, what the fuck is this? <laughs> you know, I'm like 18, 19 or something. Yeah, yeah. And... I just did not understand it. And so I borrowed that tape from him. And that week, I watched it like three or four more times. Oh, wow. Okay. And like rewatched the ending over and over. Just re- like it just oh, got wow. under my skin. I was like, what is going on? <laughs> was, so I just really drilled into it for that week, just trying to figure out what was happening. All right. This, this is probably the first psychedelic anime i'd ever really watched the first like really metaphysically weird yeah anime and so i don't know like i got just wasn't prepared for it okay <laughs> ready for what it was doing uh, well and it it kind of um it takes about an hour or so or maybe almost an hour to get to that really crazy shit where it really starts right. to fuck with reality. Yeah, and so, it's, kind of, it's, a, it can, it's kind of a slow burn. Yeah, and that's fine with me. It reminded me a lot of Audition in that way, where mm, yeah, Audition yeah. gets really crazy at the end, but, I mean, the, a good portion of that movie is just like a slow sort of building. And yeah, stuff. setting it up, yeah. And so I could understand, like, if you're just watching that, and you don't necessarily know that it's going to get crazy, because, like, I know it's going to get crazy. Right. I'm watching it, I've heard so much about it. But if you didn't know that, and then it just all of a sudden, like, oh, right. wait, she's dreaming? Oh, is she? I don't know. What the fuck? <laughs> like, what just happened? Right. So it, it really fucked with my head back yeah, okay. then, the first, and especially because I just didn't have a lot of experience with other surreal movies at that time. Or yeah, that makes like, sense. So it just, it was probably the first big, just surreal reality warping thing I'd seen. And just was like, what the fuck did I just see? <laughs> and then it kind of like, it went away. Like at that time, just because uh, money was not exactly uh, in high supply at that time for me. And yeah. so I'm not going to buy a movie I'd already watched several times. Makes even. sense. Yeah. So by the time I was at a point where I had a steady job and steady income and could just casually pick something up if i wanted it it was out of print and like fuck all <laughs> expensive to get people would be like on amazon like 60 bucks 80 bucks i'm like fuck oh that <laughs> so that was uh so i just hadn't watched it for years and years it just kind of set and settled in the back of my yeah. head and just kind of became a part of the background noise of my mind i guess but the mystique grew over the years i, I don't know yeah, no, maybe yeah. i don't know and then, like, eventually it was, uh, we were doing the reviews for the site, and Satoshi Kon came up, and I'm like, ah, oh, I can't get Perfect Blue. And then I found it, like, oh, Netflix still has it in their collection. So I got it from Netflix, watched it, and so that was the next time I'd watched it when I did the review okay. of it. And now, of course, the Blu-ray just came out in America, so yes, it did. I picked that up. And, and so you haven't seen it since that review? No. Okay. Yeah. So, so the, that's kind of my history of watching it. All right. But so you've I seen think, it quite a few times. Yeah. So I've seen it, yeah, at least a good four times, maybe more. I'm not sure how much I watched it back in that week yeah. of just like, what the fuck is going on? Right, where right. It was. So that first time I watched it, I just wasn't 
prepared for it or yeah i wasn't old enough to comprehend it i guess at the time well it makes sense if you don't know that that's gonna happen i didn't really think about that when i was like well, yeah. i don't know why everybody is so crazy about this but <laughs> it just it does make sense if you don't know that that's gonna happen yeah and i think for a lot of people that was the case too is yeah it's just like what the hell i didn't expect this kind of a thing because right. it does on. it does kind of sneak up on you yeah and i think uh the two of us in particular are probably a bit more familiar with and accepting of these kinds of uh reality bending oddball movies yeah no cronenbergian kind of like yeah. reality is bizarre as fuck and not yeah, applying no. at this point what my one of my all-time favorites, Phil Dick, is the <laughs> king of f- fucking with reality, and it's right. I fucking love it. So yeah, yeah. and well, this kind of yeah. th- this does that in a gentler way than more extreme versions do. But for normal people who don't get into that kind of stuff, this is, and I think that's that kind of sense. why is that this is accessible. Where you're talking about like Phil Dick, not everybody's going to read that and. This definitely, yeah, it's more accessible than that. This is something that people who aren't normally into that can watch and be like, "Oh my god, what?" And for sure, get it enough that, yeah, because it's uh, not sci-fi or anything. It's just right. It's very normal or whatever. Right, and it builds up to the surreal parts very slowly and subtly, and introducing them in gradual ways. So. someone unfamiliar with that can get sucked into it without just being overwhelmed and go what the fuck is this and throw it aside yeah that makes sense so i think that plays a large part into it is its accessibility um and i also think just uh it's close enough to normal yes that you kind of want it to be normal or at least i kind of i think that's kind of what was going on when i was first watching it was like i wanted this to make some kind of logical sense right and that's why i was drilling into it so hard was trying to find like the answer to what literally is happening in the movie when that's not really the way to look at it yeah i mean having just seen it the once Mm -hmm. i feel like you might be able to do that but (laughs) if you've seen it a bunch of times i mean and you're not pulling out like a thread of like oh yeah. she's not this is not a dream here and then it becomes this and that. like I if yeah like I don't know if that's yeah I, d- I don't think it's really possible to line it all up in a way that makes sense yeah like perfect from, sense from a real world perspective it's just you and I think at nineteen or whatever I was I was just like I needed it to make that kind <laughs> of logical sense and I was trying to force it onto and because yeah. it is so close to that. It's like it's not so far out. It's just right. a little bit off that it makes you want to align it. And so, it, it, yeah, it definitely seems possible. <laughs> yeah. And so I think that's where it was going. But and then when I watched it for the review, I loved it because I was finally getting it in a oh, way okay. that I wasn't when I was younger. Like even when I I did my time with it and I kind of made my peace with it, but I didn't really understand it. Yeah. And I just kind of had to accept that it existed (laughs) (laughs) but then you know a number of years later yeah then like you know 15 odd years later i come back to it i'm older more experienced and different perspective and i kind of get it and i'm like oh that's what it's doing and i'm you know discovering it again but in a way that i understand it better and so it really played the best to me i think then 
And now I think I understand it a little too much <laughs> that it, it loses that. Cause I think this movie works best when you don't know what it's doing. Yeah. And if you do know what it's doing, it loses that kind, that edge that it's got of just like, what the fuck is going on? <laughs> and once you understand it, it kind of, you can see the pieces being set up and that I always find interesting, but it's, it, I think the movie just plays at its best when you aren't, fully comprehending it yeah that makes sense it makes sense because it's it's trying to confuse you and so if it's not confusing you then it's not accomplishing its goal per se and so it's so that's kind of my take on it yeah no that makes sense because yeah it's definitely (laughs) it's trying to present a, a fractured sort of thing that but if you know what where the pieces are then yeah, it kind of I kind of was seeing where things were going on. Yeah, so I mean it th- like that's the hard thing about that is is you still even if you understand it all, like you can't say that it's uh, it's less of a movie or anything because it's right. like it's technically put together very well. Yeah, but yeah. you've just I, I still have this admiration it. for it, but yeah. because I've already spread it out, it's not just affecting me yeah. the, the same way anymore. Yeah, that's <clears throat> tough. That's kind of a hard uh, thing to to go through with something that you really like. But uh, maybe if you wait some time or something. Yeah, yeah give it another 15 years to forget it all. It. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, because I've had that. I can't think of a, of a specific movie, but I know there's been movies where I've watched them and been like, oh, I've seen this too many times, fuck. <laughs> and then I'll wait a while and watch it again. I was like, what am I thinking? This is awesome. <laughs> right, right. <laughs> and, I mean, it's not like I wasn't enjoying it. It's yeah. I, like I was still engaged with it and having fun with it, but it was just like it wasn't quite like hitting me that same way of, yeah, yeah. Like, oh, man, this scene is so awesome. <laughs> it's like, yeah, it's really cool layout, and it does this and that, and... Yeah, I was noticing the the scenes they would cut to scenes where they're filming the show. Right. And at first there's a couple times where you're like, "Oh fuck, we're like what's what's happening?" Mm-hmm. And then you realize, "Oh, they're filming this thing." Okay. Mm-hmm. I got it. And after a while, I started to recognize those actors and been like and so then they'd cut to a thing theoretically to confuse me with more stuff and it'd be like oh these are the actors i know this is (laughs) this is the show and then even then i love there's a part where they they twist that and they even like work against that where you're like oh wait a minute (laughs) are they the actors is this the show (laughs) is the show like all fake is you know and it's like whoa okay <laughs> right so that was cool i like yeah that. i like how it just like adds uh, extra layers of crazy yeah time it's it's well structured mm-hmm. it's mu- like i don't i hate to say like oh it didn't live up to my expectations <laughs> and cross my arms because it's dope it's really cool it's just uh I don't know. Yeah, it's fucking 
everybody needs to shut up. <laughs> Just let me watch stuff without any sort of uh <laughs> Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's the internet's fault. <laughs> right? It's it's those expectations that, yeah, yeah. that kill things more often. Yeah. I feel like I would I would like a I don't know that I would like it more, but I would definitely um enjoy watching it a second time right without the expectations and knowing what it is and sort of just checking it out because it's a cool movie yeah for sure yeah like i'm pumped to watch his other stuff for sure right because it's and this this is kind of unique in his filmography and and yeah a couple of ways because i think he wrote all the other movies or at least was heavily involved with the story yeah. aspects and this is an adaptation of a novel so he didn't really come up with this so he's working from somebody else's story yeah and it's a lot more violent and sexual than his stories he does himself usually so oh, okay uh, so in some ways it's a very different movie in that it's full of just blood and violence and yeah that was another thing like i didn't i don't know i didn't think it was that bad i mean it's not like bad but like you know i don't know it's like yeah it just seemed uh it just seemed like a normal movie whereas <laughs> i've heard people talk about this where it's just like oh man this one you know it's, it's pretty extreme <laughs> and i'm watching it was like well it's no more extreme than than a normal like live action movie with this same content like right I, right i don't know i didn't it it's definitely not like gratuitous in it, it's all serving the story and I didn't think anything right. was like really over the top like oh man we're gonna just go wild with this shit and like even some of the scenes that do kind of feel that way it's doing that specifically to give you that em emotional effect of like yeah like it, when sh they're doing the rape scene and it right. just like pauses and they're like all right hold positions we're gonna move the cameras just hold still and they're just sitting yeah. there this really awkward pose it's just like it's there to specifically give you that feeling of like oh this is really awkward like <laughs> yeah right and like even that like that whole the rape scene i mean they're filming it so it's it's not like an actual rape scene. Right. So it's like, there's always, you know, it's just, I don't know. It's, uh, I found that, that whatever objectionable content there might've been, I found that it was all used very well by, uh, Satoshi Kon. Right. And it, it was all, you know, like, it all, it always had a purpose to the yeah, story. Yeah. Like it didn't and, seem like anything extreme to me right it, it wasn't just like oh let's throw some tits in here because we want tits. right it was like i mean yeah like uh i feel like any any adult who's who's you know watching r-rated movies i don't think anything here is uh anything no, beyond that no it's nothing extreme or bizarre and yeah it just seemed pretty normal to me but i watch i mean i, I mean that I watch <laughs> <laughs> I'm definitely not watching the normal movies that normal people right, are watching. Right. I mean, it it is clearly in the R range. And yeah, for sure. But I mean, like, I grew up in the fucking eighties and nineties yeah, yeah, when you know, when like RoboCop runs over a dude in a car and he splatters across the windshield. You know, yeah, and stuff like that. But there's like a lot of movies like this where 
um, like psychological thrillers or erotic thrillers or whatever, like in the 80s and 90s. And they're all basically like at this level of, of right, yeah, it, it, sex and violence. So it, yeah, it doesn't seem out of the normal no, spectrum. It's, yeah, it's now it maybe it got, got the uh, reputation because it was the late 90s anime relatively new to the u.s right and they're like get this it's a cartoon right (laughs) but there's like a rape scene and like blood it's nuts it's not for kids and then you know that grew over time i mean i guess but there were i mean even at that time there was anime like that out in america uh, okay, well, I, mean, I don't know. There's stuff like Ninja Scroll, which is Ninja Scroll, probably yeah. more gratuitous than this, certainly. And yeah, I don't. I I saw that back <clears> then, but I don't remember really anything about it. Yeah, yeah. Like Fist of the North Star with, was a big one That's at true. the time too. Of, Vampire yeah. Hunter D, the '80s one, was big at that time, and yeah, I yeah. think I don't. Bloodlust would have been around the time this movie came out in America. I don't know. A little later, maybe. I'm not sure. It's just like I feel. Like, this is one of those movies that people who don't like anime have seen in terms of, Mm. like, film people. Right. Because that's where I've heard a lot about this movie is from film people. And they're not necessarily anime people. Mm. And so, I don't know, but, like... It might be that different perspective. Yeah. Coloring it, yeah. I did find it funny that that the the new Blu-ray... And this version starts with the fucking G Kids logo. Yeah, I, I I was enjoying that when, like, even before I turned it on, I was just like the spine of the case was like G Kids. Like, oh, really? Yeah, it's just funny because it's like, well, yeah. this is not, it, it's not a kids movie. So. It, yeah, and it's really weird because most of the stuff I see published by them is kind of family friendly, or at least like. Yeah, they you know, have all the Ghibli stuff, and that's yeah, they, yeah, they got pretty... the Ghibli stuff. Like even some of the other stuff they do is kind of uh, a PG, PG thirteen maybe okay. kind of stuff. I don't think I've seen anything. Yeah, that would uh, go into the R range with them before. Yeah, it's funny. <laughs> it's like they need a like Disney doesn't like to do. Uh, stuff like this so they in the in the 80s and 90s they had touchstone and so touchstone would be all like the 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 weird shit (laughs) that disney didn't want to really be directly associated with right g kids needs a touchstone (laughs) you know they need something you know uh wasn't miramax like that too for disney uh i don't did mir i don't know that miramax ever owned disney I mean, uh, the other way around. I, I Miramax was always independent, I did, thought. Because I know uh, Princess Mononoke was released through Miramax. And that was when Disney got all the Ghibli films. And I mean, maybe that happened, like, out, like, maybe that was right before Disney got them or something. But I seem to recall Disney getting them and then putting out Mononoke through Miramax because that has a lot of blood and violence and in it compared maybe to i just films i don't ever remember miramax being owned by anybody i mean not that i'm like super up on it but i always thought they were independent yeah but uh, it could have been a joint thing or something like that yeah yeah because yeah, i don't know i just i know that one specifically came out for miramax at a time when disney had all the rights to the ghibli films yeah so i assume that there was some kind of uh there's not that much but... blood and shit in that is there Compared to the other Ghibli films, there is. It's yeah, it's definitely the most violent of the Ghibli films. There's people getting dismembered and mm. see, like a lot of that stuff. 
It's just I don't even. It doesn't even face <laughs> right. Not that it doesn't face me. It's just like I don't. I don't think about movies in that way of like, oh, this isn't for kids. I'm just watching the movie. Yeah, because I don't have kids. I don't give a shit. Yeah, <laughs> so. I mean it, exactly. Like we we might not notice it, but it's like there there is more so than other Ghibli films. Yeah, like there's you know if nothing else just. Moro getting shot and like Sans just sitting there sucking the blood out of the wound and spitting it out into the river <laughs> and it's just like buckets of blood in there and huh. there, there's a fair amount of gore. Yeah, I mean it's uh, PG thirteen, so it's not like super right. intense. But what, I don't remember it being that bad. But just just compared to other Ghibli films, yeah. which usually it's, don't have any or maybe a little bit here. Yeah, and there. those are generally G, G <laughs> so. Yeah. Huh. I mean, I was. It's hard for me to to gauge any of that stuff because I mean, I was a little kid watching fucking Rambo, and, right? <laughs> and Arnold movies and right, fucking. Right. I remember, yeah, like I was like eight or nine when Total Recall came out, and I saw it in the theater, and and it was, yeah, you know, all those yeah, fucking Total movies, Recall. you know, like that was, yeah, I mean. And I, I grew know up that with that shit too. Yeah, like, I mean, so, I, RoboCop, all that shit. So yeah, I don't know. <laughs> yeah. It's weird that kids don't watch that to me. Like yeah, you know, I've, kids without a RoboCop. Come on, man. It's like it's kind of weird. Like I talk to like younger people, and it's like cute stuff with, from their childhood. I'm like, I didn't get any fucking cute stuff as a kid. I had freaking Transformers and Arnold yeah. and <laughs> aliens and right, chestbusters. Yeah, alien, <laughs> yeah, all that shit. <laughs> Like a, fucking like, predator, and the closest thing I had to cute was like the Secret of Nim, which <laughs> yeah, I watched that too. But even that has like a, there's a pretty dark edge to that. Yeah, I mean it's like, and it's kind of like that's what it was growing up in the '80s. Was just like you wanted right. the cool badass yeah, shit, yeah, the like, cool fuck shit, this cute Disney crap. And, like, yeah, you wanted to <laughs> or robots blowing shit up. <laughs> yeah, and RoboCop. I like to me, RoboCop is like such a dope kids movie, <laughs> and I don't like. Maybe that doesn't sound right, but it just seems like who kids are gonna go nuts for that? It's a fucking Robo Cop, <laughs> you know, like, like it sells its own wrong. tickets. Yeah, you know? <laughs> I mean, they had video games for kids about it they because had it's, toy lines yeah. for Terminator and RoboCop right. were all over the freaking place in the eighties, and so therefore it's a kids movie. Yeah, I don't know. Kids should watch it. I think it's good for them. Builds fucking character. <laughs> yeah, and now it's all like Pokemon and stuff. Is yeah, yeah. I feel like, like yeah, kids are watching Pixar and they're not watching. It's not. It, I don't know. Movies have changed so much, so it's like the the. I don't think there are those even those movies to watch like RoboCop and stuff because. I don't know. Just yeah, shit has I mean, changed. It's all super. You know, I was. Stuff and, I was thinking of that before with like. Fury Road, I would put in that same oh, category, fuck, but it's yeah. like, and I was thinking like, what other modern movie comes anything close to like that kind of i'm just like i'm, I'm just Fucking, blanking yeah, on nothing. like what what else is even like nah it's not yeah nothing <laughs> no but the, yeah that's a dope kids movie <laughs> fuck if i was a kid and i saw that my fucking little head would explode that'd be so dope i was like that when i was in my 30s when that shit came out <laughs> oh my god yeah that's a dope movie 
Fuck. But, yeah, it's like I can't really think of anything, certainly nothing big that's been... No, because they dumb down everything. All the big shit is PG-13 because they want to make more money. Yeah. And so I just feel yeah, like now those... we have the Marvel movies and stuff. Yeah. Of the... And those are fun, but they're like, it's not the same. Yeah, it's it's it's, it's... a very different kind yeah. of... Uh, it doesn't have that grittiness to it of right. like Terminator and Predator and all yeah. that good stuff. Is it, you know, Terminator, like the world's going to fucking end. It's, you know, and I, I, get, I know like Infinity War, he's going to snap and have everybody's dead. But I get it. It's like there's some darkness, but it's all very light and cheery, I think. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and yeah, you know, it's. I don't know. It's like people now don't really know what dark is. <laughs> it's like yeah, yeah. It's I, I keep just... hearing like RPGs, like Final Fantasy RPGs, like in like on the Super Nintendo and stuff. And people are like, oh, they were always so dark. And I'm like, what? <laughs> just like those always seemed super lighthearted to me and like cheerful yeah, and have little colorful little, and bright and yeah, happy, colorful and, like, and pumped up little songs and stuff. I'm like what the fuck are you talking about? Dark and <laughs> dreary all the time. <laughs> Like what? Huh. Like this? What do you mean? You want something lighter and more fun? What? <laughs> yeah, that's weird. It's like that was the light and fun stuff. What are you talking about? <laughs> that's that's what was. That's the real thing about the '80s stuff is that the the, the dope shit is is fun and it's fucking like violent. <laughs> it's like both. Yeah, and that's why it's so dope. Because this shit now, when they go violent, it's usually like really gritty and it's super serious, and it's just like I don't, I, I want to have fun. Like, <laughs> I don't want to see people getting tortured, you know. Right. I, it's it's not fun. And then, or it's the other way where it's just like there's no blood and it's just fun violence and you know action like superhero stuff, which is fun. And, you know, that's fine, but. Just the the marriage of of R rated R shit and fun. Yeah, we we need something someone like Toxie to make a milkshake out of a dude's face and yeah, exactly. <laughs> it's like gore, but it's also fun. Yeah, it's just yeah, it's missing. But you know, that's that's the the way the world goes. Yeah. Know? So uh, that, that was our derail of the uh, podcast. I guess so. Yeah, I don't even remember what the fuck, where it w- started or where what we were supposed to be talking about. Perfect Blue, that's what we were supposed yeah, to be talking about. Which, uh, now maybe you noticed it or something, but I sure didn't. Um, the color blue. <laughs> color blue. Doesn't seem very prominent in the movie, honestly. No, I was thinking about that. Like, why is it called Perfect Blue? I don't know. I'll ask Stephen. <laughs> I figured you would probably know. Uh, you know, I I don't. You don't know? Okay. Because like, whenever I watch it, I'm like, the color that jumps to my mind is pink. Because that's what she's yeah. wearing. That kind of that uh, hallucination image is always in that bright pink dress. Yeah. And yeah. That, that's... You know, it's bright, glowing whenever she appears that way, and it's just so that always strikes me as the most uh, noticeable color. It, uh, it always stands out from everything else around it. And, yeah. And so I'm, I've I've always been like, why why is it called perfect blue? Yeah, 
I don't know. I, there's de- I don't think there's a predominant blue throughout yeah, or it's recurring or anything. Definitely not used within the directing of the no. color schemes and stuff. Which is fine. That would be kind of maybe too literal. Just <laughs> there's just blue right. shit everywhere, and it's <laughs> right. Like I don't miss it. I don't think like where's the blue? Damn it! I just in retrospect think why is it called perfect blue? Yeah, and I don't know. And I was thinking about it where it's like you're blue, you're sad. Yeah, it could be, but, uh, could be uh, something like that. I, I, I have know. a feeling that it's a theme more, perhaps if not clear, more uh, explored in the novel. And yeah, probably. It just didn't really translate into the film, perhaps. That's possible. Yeah. And the only thing I can kind of think of that I can put a theory to is the uh, fish tank that she's always taking care of. Okay. And that's not really like super bluish in tone, but. Visually, it's not blue, but water is... Uh, yeah, it just kind of makes me think of that. And, like, that's what she's always... And that that fish tank is kind of symbolic, in a way, of, like, she's always taking care of it. And yeah. she's taking care of these fish, and then when... And then they, like, they die, and she's all... And, you know, that's... Or like do this, they? <laughs> or do they? Because <laughs> then they come back, and she's like, what the fuck? But, yeah. But it's like that kind of is like this symbol of this perfect little contained world that she's trying to build for herself. And okay. then it the, falls to shit and the fish die. And it's like, so it's kind of. Well, there you go. You got it. And so perhaps it's referring to that, that that's, that's yeah. the perfect blue that she's trying to maintain for her life. And it that's works the for symbol me. at least yeah. so that, that's the closest i can come up with i'm not sure if that really works or if that's really what it is it but. works for me <laughs> it's, it's fucking you know let's carve it in stone that's that's what satoshi Kon said that's what i heard you know <laughs> yeah i don't know this has uh is it there is there interviews with him there, or something there is there? an interview with him and there's some kind of lecture with him i just didn't have the time to get into him well, maybe this, the the I, answers are within. Yeah, yeah I, I do want to <laughs> watch those at some point. But just. yeah, I feel like that kind of stuff is probably pretty precious because he he's, right. he died. And, yeah, you, and you can't get more of that. Yeah. Any insight you're going to get into it is already out there somewhere. Right. Um, is the novel uh, in English? Do you think? Not that I know of, but I mean, it might be because it's yeah. I. I suspect if nothing else, there's probably some like unofficial translation that somebody's done out on the internet yeah, that's somewhere. True. But, it is the internet, yeah. Um, as for an actual release, I don't know. It's, it's you, possible. This was a pretty, like you said, it's a pretty well loved movie. Yeah, people I would like think this movie. Yeah. <clears throat> if you were going to translate anything, that might be the one to do. But <clears throat> yeah, I did. Uh, when I was looking it up, the uh, there's a live action adaptation of this book also. Oh, is there? Yeah, from like only a few years after this movie, like 2002 or something like that. Hmm. And so uh, I was curious, like, uh, wonder what that one's like. <laughs> yeah, might have to uh, poke around for that one, see if it's available. Yeah. Because when I was watching this at the beginning, I was thinking, like, I'm always like, like wondering when when a movie is kind of like this where it's kind of normal 
I wonder, like, what is the reason f- to do animation and not just make a real movie? Mm. Not a real movie. <laughs> mm. <laughs> I, I shouldn't say real movie, right. but, you know, live action. <laughs> I, I know what you mean. Live action. <coughs> and ultimately, like, all the, the mind-bending stuff, I feel, works best because it's animation. Like, there's things about it that are done that wouldn't necessarily been able to do uh i'm not making sense but <laughs> would have been uh, tricky to pull off there's, yeah. there's there's definitely several shots that would have been i mean, very minor things that you could probably work around minor but. things but i think that overall by the end of it i was just like i didn't have that question anymore i was right i was on board um and i like when when animated stuff really recreates a world like uh what's that fucking ghibli movie where she's writing in the John Denver song "Whispers of the Heart." Whispers oh yeah, 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 yeah. Whisper of the Heart. I fucking love that movie. That shit is dope, and that's pretty uh, straight up, right? Like, real world stuff. And there, there is some like fantasy elements, but they're all just the girl's imagination that she's, yeah. she's writing the story, and those are all just the scenes from the story she's writing. So yeah, and those that's relatively minor, right? But uh, yeah. So uh, I came around to this one. I thought, no, this is uh, it's as it should be. So I'm curious to to see if this uh, what this live action one is like. Yeah, because be it, it just seems like I don't know. Yeah, someday I gotta gotta show you a uh, Jinro because that that's another one where it's kind of like, well, did they really need this to be animated? Could it have been done? Yeah, that yeah, could have. I'm curious about that. Especially because the previous two movies in that series were live action, and then the third one was animated. Yeah, and uh, either this year, probably last year, they uh, they there's a, I believe it's a Korean movie that's live action, that's based on that. Oh, okay. Hmm. Check that. And out. I think Korean. it was. I think in the U.S. it came out uh, like as a Netflix original or whatever, mm. but but it's a Korean movie. I don't know if they actually produced it or not, but. I know it came out, and it was like, oh, that's one yeah. to put into a file and save yeah. it in my brain for, yeah. for a later date. <clears throat> yeah. yeah, I'm I'm interested in that and, and uh, that guy's other movies too. There's that one, one fucking weirdo movie that I know you reviewed. I can't remember what it's called. Like, I keep thinking Talking Heads, but but uh, yeah, yeah, no, that was, that was a talk, Talking Head. Talking Head, okay. Yeah. I just kept the band Talking Heads. There's this there's this movie that this this like live concert movie that they made called Stop Making Sense. <laughs> and in the movie the guy where the main guy, David Byrne, wears this like giant like this oversized suit <laughs> and he's like got this his his head looks a little and he has this oversized suit and so when I was trying to think of that movie i just saw that in my head and i was just like well that's that movie i don't know but i get, it's called talking head okay yeah makes sense the fucking connections in my brain apparently there's just a lot of weird like similar things in there because he also did a movie called stray dog which is uh there's a kurosawa film called that there is there, there is a lot of weird doubled up titles. There. Is Stray Dog? That's uh, Jinro. Yeah, that's the one before Jinro. Yeah, okay. Takes place after, but 
chronology is weird in that series. Yeah. Um, okay. But yeah, it's part of that series. I feel like there's got to be other movies called Stray Dog too. But uh, yeah, probably. But uh, in in, I know of the Kurosawa movie, which is kind of like a gangster sort of. I don't know. It's kind of a, it's it's hard to describe, and I haven't seen it for. Mm. fucking 25 years <laughs> yeah. my memories of it are not great but I know it's uh, modern day and Tashira Mifune is like in a fucking white suit and it's weird because I'm just generally used to seeing him as a in samurai roles and stuff Yeah. not that that's all he did but yeah. Just... at the time that I watched that movie that's all I ever saw him in <laughs> and so it was like whoa he's got a suit on <laughs> that's weird and he's got a gun <laughs> that's weird uh, it's a cool movie. Yeah, I should see that one. I mean, all Kurosawa. I don't think I've seen a bad Kurosawa movie, and I I haven't seen all of them, but I've seen like probably eighty percent of them. Yeah. Yeah, I certainly haven't seen them all, and it's they're dope. What it's been a while <laughs> to, for the ones I have seen. So they're I need fucking to, good. Yeah, I need to jump back in on him. He's yeah, he's fucking <coughs> Kurosawa's fucking awesome. You heard it here first in the Silver Motion <laughs> Podcast. Brand new. Kurosawa's awesome. Uh, Breaking news. <laughs> uh, so, and then there was also um, Black Swan that yeah out of this in a weird way. Black Swan. I was. I. That's one that I watched. I liked it. I liked it a lot, actually, but but yeah. uh, then after it had been out for a while, people are like, "Oh, it's just like Perfect Blue," you know, like <laughs> like ah, oh, fuck Black Swan. You should watch Perfect Blue. And so then I'm like, "Well, I don't know. I like Black Swan." And uh, so now I'm watching Perfect Blue, and I'm like, "I don't know. This isn't really like Black Swan." And there's but then as it get as it went on, I was like, "Okay, I can see what yeah, what, yeah, what people are saying." There's definitely some similarities there, but I do think Black Swan is going in its own direction yeah. and trying to do its own thing. They're definitely... But they are kind of branching from the same They thing. are similar, but they're definitely their own things. Right. I I saw a, a thing just uh, after watching Perfect Blue where, where Aronofsky, the director of Black Swan, said that uh, he was not influenced at all by Perfect Blue. <laughs> Um, which I think is bullshit. Because, <laughs> like, I don't know, man. Yeah. It, <clears throat> I wanted to say there was some, like, copyright. Like, he actually licensed the movie or something. I, oh, really? There was something I heard about. I don't know. It's been far too long since I've heard that, and I don't want to get spouting off garbage I don't actually understand. But Oh, that's that's what this whole thing is all about. <laughs> <laughs> that's what the whole podcast medium is all about it's just yeah. you know making up bullshit and putting it out in the world there you go then i will definitively <laughs> say that he purchased the copyrights to perfect blue to make his movie yeah. that he then declared he had no influence from perfect blue <laughs> he may have had to like pay the rights holders afterwards like maybe they sued or something yeah i don't know that happens like the because i think it was very specifically that scene where um she's in the shower like freaking out and she's just huddled down yeah the water and there's a shot like that in um. black swan that was 
See, to me though, that's like that's kind of like the 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 bread and butter of the psychological thriller. <laughs> you know, like the person under duress is huddled in the corner of a shower. That's kind of like I don't know, that's in a lot of movies. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. So because in Black Swan, there's a lot of stuff where she's questioning reality. And yeah, she, yeah. she feels like, you know, like she starts to see fucking feathers and shit coming out of her. And she's like, well, what the fuck is going on? I might right. be coming to Black Swan. And, you know, and she's seeing like like the alternate version of herself in the mirror and stuff. Right. And so like in this, in Perfect Blue, she's not seeing like necessarily a dark version of herself but she's seeing that pop idol yeah and yeah. that and there's like a a fracturing of her where she's just like wait a minute is this thing is like not necessarily like attacking but just just threatening right it's 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 kind of like you're not fulfilling your dreams kind of a thing where she's like looking at this goal she had yeah. in her past of this was the thing she wanted to be right and, and it won't die yeah that that dream is just haunting her now that she's switched careers and kind of right well and then there's the internet thing where that the the website is basically like saying everything that she did right then, so then there's the whole stalker aspect of like right. how do these people know so much about me and yeah and like she doesn't remember going shopping or whatever and yeah that, like oh i guess i that, went there that yesterday. was a crazy like, scene where she's just sitting the there fuck? just like dead inside looking at this website like oh i guess i went to the store today <laughs> yeah that like that is a very uh severe identity crisis moment <laughs> right yeah like what the fuck and then what i liked later because in that scene where they show because like when she's reading that she went to this place and that place they show that where she's yeah, like shopping yeah they've actually got like pictures or videos yeah of it, and they've got little and there's one point where they've got the little sound clip of her repeating her line oh right 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 but it's like the very first line and she like hasn't even like it hasn't been recorded they weren't even like <laughs> yeah and she's like the fuck how do you right because they would have to have been like because she was just right there with uh with her i don't know what that like assistant not a, she wasn't like an was assistant her... like an agent or yeah, something i think it was her agent yeah so like it, they were just there together so it's just like well who the, <laughs> who was doing that you know yeah but anyway, what I what I was saying is that with the when they go shopping, they show her and she's got bags and shit, and she doesn't remember going there. But then later on, when she goes into the closet, and and she finds those bloody clothes, they're in that fucking bag yeah, from the yeah. shopping trip. And you're like, oh shit, I guess she did go. <laughs> like what the fuck? <laughs> That's cool. Yeah, I feel like there's a lot of little things like that that if I watched it again, I would right kind of unpack right. that stuff oh, there there is something i did notice this time that i'd never noticed before because um i had not read uh his manga because satoshi Kon did manga before he did the movies and okay one that he did like right before was he was working on while he was working on this movie was opus and it's it's one that he never finished and the main villain in that 
is just I think he was just called the mask and he just he has this okay kind of, not really a guy fox mask but it looks similar to a guy similar fox mask. okay um and that like the villain always had that on and there and in perfect blue there's this scene where that's in the background oh really it's just like it's hanging on like it's the photographer when he's getting stabbed at the like and the blood spattering everywhere yeah it's, it's like oh. spattering on the wall there's that mask it's i just remember hanging that on the wall. i do remember and that. i was like oh shit that's the <laughs> that's cool <laughs> that's a little easter egg from his uh yeah for the super fans yeah yeah that's cool or maybe they're connected <laughs> if you want to you know, fucking yeah spin if... off your conspiracy theory uh maybe yeah yeah so uh, i was uh excited to see that i was just like oh shit <laughs> yeah that's cool that's really cool but uh yeah it's just there's all sorts of like weird things that you know trying to figure out and like just like that's why i kind of and when i reviewed it i kind of mentioned like you just have to accept that there's an element of fantasy to this movie that it there's just things happening without uh that realistically like they're not real occurrences like you can't really explain them as any other way than their fantasy like what um like the one that is really specific is um when because she leaves the the trio the little singing group yeah and then there's just the two of them but then they're on stage performing and her image appears there oh right and everybody in the crowd is like yeah right and you can even tell with the singers they're freaking out like they're still performing yeah. but you see them just like what the fuck <laughs> Right, and like they just—they aren't dropping that you know the show must go on kind of thing is happening, but there's you can just their expressions are just like what the fuck is happening? Are we gonna keep doing this? Yeah, I I remember that, and I remember it's cross cut with something else where where the main girl is like thinking about right. something, and I just took it as like she was kind of imagining the whole thing. Yeah, but it's like. But you never know, or yeah, and there's you no... could definitely, and that's the thing. You could totally argue that like anything weird is just a part of a dream sequence. Right. But I think there is kind of a clarity as to what is and is not a dream. Yeah, and I don't think that scene was a dream scene. I think that was literally happening. And right, because there was also like, uh, like it was there was before that scene happens. There was these guys wandering around. It's like, oh, they, we're gonna, we're going to see her on stage yeah, she's to, supposed at this to come, like, yeah. and so like that was like this thing that was rumors going around and then she did appear and it is this weird yeah and it's like what the freaking hell was that <laughs> i mean and you could say oh maybe it was the other chick disguised as her but nobody's gonna fall for that disguise right. without like right. that actually being some kind of illusion that is actually like so it, yeah. it kind of just there has to be something unreal going on yeah, it made me think of uh, the hologram performers that they have now, and they've had them for a couple of years. But uh, there was one that was like a fucking Japanese pop idol mm. that was like, it, all she is is a hologram. She's not a real oh, yeah, person. Yeah, yeah. And it, it was just made me think of that. And I was just like, yeah, what, I mean, what the and, fuck? and maybe you could come up with some explanation of that of like, oh, it was some hologram. Well, they, they like, didn't have that back up? then. Yeah, yeah. I mean, and, and even if they did, like, who the fuck set it up? And why didn't it, right. like, how would that have gone, like, logistically? There's no 
realistic way to explain that. Yeah. And just in general, the whole thing of if it was just the one girl going insane and thinking she was Mima and pretending to be Mima, then why was Mima seeing all of these hallucinations and seeing her as herself and had to look in the mirror to see the real version of her and yeah like that's so it's clearly like it's some kind of shared hallucination because like even the crazy guy who ran the website was seeing that so it's like you have multiple people seeing this illusion going on yeah so it's not just some kind of random insanity it's something that's actually shared across all of these people right yeah there's that, that yeah it's uh yeah <laughs> no it's, there's there's definitely a lot going on like uh it would be nice like not right now but i would like to see it again at some point yeah and it's like how would you yeah it's just there, there's a, it just builds up so much to the point where it's like i can't just write that off as a dream sequence it's yeah there, it's just too entwined into the actual events of the <clears throat> yeah i don't know I, i'm not so yeah, i just, don't know and that's where I, I kind of go back to what I was saying before. Like, I just, I wanted it when I was younger to be like a, a have a, just a logical, realistic explanation that just wasn't there. Yeah, I don't think and it, you're going to find it. It took that. me, <laughs> <laughs> like, so I had to be uh, older and wiser to just accept that, no, it's a fantasy story. Right. There's, it's not a realistic story. Yeah. But, but I did kind of come up with an idea that, after watching, I was just thinking back on, like, oh, maybe. So, next time I watch it someday, I'll keep more of an eye out for it. See if there's okay. any supporting evidence of the theory um, that maybe Mima was being drugged. Oh. Because there's, especially at the end there, when it just becomes this sequence of her just waking up and going, like, what the fuck is going yeah, on? Yeah, that's true. Like, I was thinking, like, maybe, because she wakes up, like, just bam, bam, bam. It's always in that same place. And Rumi's always giving her this food and tea. Stuff. And like, so yeah. I'm like, mm, maybe, maybe she's like poisoning the, <laughs> uh, yeah, <laughs> or like some kind of drug to fuck her up. is going that's on. Possible, so yeah. I mean, that was just something that jumped into my head after the credits right. rolling this time. So I didn't, I'd have to go back yeah, and possible. watch it again and see if there's more, uh, supporting scenes of that. Right. Because that's, that's another thing that's kind of weird about this one is that it's like, it's a, it's a thriller. It's set up with a, as kind of like a whodunit kind of a thing. There's murders going on. Who's the one killing them? And you know, you even, right. Know. And so it's in some ways very set up in that way. But at the same time, that's like, there's no, particular evidence of who's doing anything like normally in a, a show like that or film like that or something, you're going to have little pieces of evidence and be trying to build a case for this yeah. person or that person and it never really does that well i mean it doesn't in that way but i definitely feel like you start the movie and through most of the movie almost you're thinking like it's the the weird faced dude with the website, right? And he's like, kind oh, of the he's obvious. A, yeah. Like, okay, it's to. him. And then there's the part where you're like, oh wait, maybe it's her. <laughs> and then eventually you find out, like, okay, that's what's going on. But because um, because when she's thinking 
like when she is seeing the the pop idol version of herself right and you know that like okay she's having this sort of dual personality thing or something and you think that oh she's going into a rage and killing these people the two guys that die the writer and the photographer both of those are people that sexualized her right and like changed her image mm-hmm. and so you could see like okay the that pop idol side you know personality of hers is is mad that she just wants to be the fucking cutesy pop idol and but you can also say like well the guy with the website yeah, he he's had, a super fan. Like he definitely right. wants her to stay the way. And then the uh, the agent who is is like fighting against it, basically the whole movie. Like, no, you shouldn't do that. You shouldn't, you know. Like right. she also has the thing. So I feel like there's little clues towards the that are like yeah. switching it between those three people, mm. like a like a thriller usually would or something Hmm. i don't know i don't know that there's like classic sort of evidence or whatever like a mystery movie but but like uh, it doesn't really like there's not a lot where it just like shows you something suspicious about anyone other than really just the website guy who is it's just trying to throw at you yeah he's the kind of the obvious red herring one but no, there's never a moment where it's just like dun dun dun, like oh shit, <laughs> yeah, or like some like recollection of events, like oh this happened and this had this. These were all the things that the villain was doing to yeah. be the villain, and you just didn't realize it. At the, like it doesn't really set itself up that way. No, which is good. Yeah, yeah, it, it <laughs> keeps it kind of unpredictable. Yeah, no, it's, it's, it's it's interesting in that regard. Yeah. Yeah, it kind of flows well in, in in between, like, what you think is going on, and then you come across the new thing, and you're like, okay, throw that out. Now it, it <laughs> can't, you know, it's something else now. Okay. Yeah. Like, what is it? Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, so there's, uh, it does have a recurring theme of eyes being... Uh, some kind of focal point. I'm not sure I have quite. Oh yeah, the, the people that die get their fucking eyes. Yeah, there's popped like out. everybody who gets killed like gets their eyes gouged out. But even in um, like all of the other people, like they have kind of weird eyes. Like the that's true. Yeah, 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 yeah. Like even the photographer, his eyes are just kind of like off in weird directions. Yeah, and Rumi's eyes are weird. Yeah, she's and, got uh, weird eyes. The the, the uh, website guy, website you only dude, he's, he's yeah. totally fucked up, but his, right. his eyes are fucked up. So it's like there's always like this. That's true. Like these are the people who uh, are not seeing the world clearly in a way, and they're, yeah. like they're the ones who have this like distorted ideas and stuff, and huh. it's sort of uh, punching through that. Yeah, uh, that's cool. Lack of clarity or that. Uh, forcing you to live up to some image that she's not yeah 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 it's it's a cool movie yeah it's 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 got a lot to it it's for sure yeah which is why people like it yeah (laughs) (laughs) 
Uh, you think this is like uh, one of his best movies? I mean, I guess he only did a few movies. Yeah, but... he's. You know, if I had to rank his movies, I have no freaking clue how to even do that. <laughs> They're like, yeah. I mean, I'm not sure I could really say this one is better than that one, or oh, like, okay. I mean. They're kind of all like they're just all at this, you know. At they're the, all dope. Yeah, it, yeah. <laughs> I I would be really hard pressed to try and actually come up with a favorite or a yeah, okay, uh, one that I think is better. Or I mean, I if you want to get down to just like, oh, is it better made? Then I guess his later films have better animation, but that's not really like. I mean, it's a good thing that makes them. Yeah, better, I mean, but that it is a good thing. But it doesn't mean they're like more skillfully crafted or have more depth or anything. Right. So it's it's like, how do I really say it's a? I mean, it's a better movie. It's got better animation, but but that's about the only point where I can like just say, oh, it's better because it. Has, like, yeah, yeah. I kind of think I like most. I think Tokyo Godfathers is the one I like the least. I would maybe put that one like a notch below the others. Okay. But honestly, even that one is good. And it, I mean, it's not like I don't like that one or think it's. That's the one with the least interesting title. I'll say that. <laughs> <laughs> not having seen them. Yeah. <clears throat> I mean, uh, it's just kind of. And if you want to compare it to outside of just his movies, I would say there's one of his manga, Tropics of the Sea, or something, Tropic, uh, I forget what the heck the title is. That one is probably the least interesting thing of his I've seen, but that's also, like, his first manga. Oh. Like that was, well, that his, makes sense. So it's just, like, he hadn't really Man, hit his stride then, somewhere. so I don't really, like, care to <laughs> like, be... <laughs> Like oh that one that one well it's it's his first thing yeah you got to start somewhere yeah so that that one I would think is not as good as his later stuff but yeah but it makes sense right if it's uh, yeah if that was his last thing <laughs> yeah maybe a different a more uh, troubling yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but I don't know if it was his very first but it was like it was super early it's in his up, career yeah, okay. Yeah, so, yeah, they're all just good stuff. They're so. all good, all right. I, I would say expect similar quality. Yeah. Just less blood and violence, so. Are they all, like, uh, uh, do they all fuck with reality? Most of them do. Okay. That that's kind of his theme. Yeah. And honestly, Tropics of the Sea and Tokyo Godfathers are probably the two that do like do that the least or okay. not at all. Like that like but Paprika and Millennium Actress definitely do a lot. Opus is all about that. Yeah, okay. Um Yeah, cuz I just I, um I mentioned Phil Dick before, but I when I was reading the the Wikipedia of Satoshi Kon, it mm -hmm. said that that uh, he was a big fan of Phil Dick. So. Oh, that, that's not surprising. Yeah, so <laughs> he's he's very much about reality bending, okay, kind wow. of stuff, and and that's why like this seems like the perfect novel for him to adapt. Is like that's yeah. that it's like it makes sense that he adapted this one because it's right. like right up his alley and dealing with a lot of similar themes that he likes to deal with. So cool. Yeah, I. I 
it's uh, it's sad to, that he died. I felt yeah, like I, I, he was young too. He was, yeah, he could have had a lot more awesome yeah. stories out there. Yeah. Yeah. But you know, well, we gotta we gotta live with what we got. Yeah, yeah yes, that's, right. that's the case. Now I just need to hope they put out a paranoia agent again because that's currently out of print and obnoxious to get a hold of. So. That's the series. That's the TV series it did, he did. Yeah. That's all right too. Yeah, that's a uh, kind of the similar concept of uh, hmm. what the fuck is real. Cool, cool. <coughs> that's a uh, it's a very interesting one. I think it uses its structure well of just being episodic and uh, yeah. Every character, like every episode, focuses on it like a different character. Oh, okay. And they all have some weird ass problem that they can't solve. And then some asshole on rollerblades with a bent baseball bat clubs them upside the head. And somehow that solves all their problems. <laughs> Jesus. Okay. And it's just like, and you, you spend the whole series wondering, like, who the fuck is this guy? What is going on? Yeah. And, like, is he even real? Are these people just making it up? Why is this happening to multiple people? So it just it oh, man. spirals into this whole weird thing. So Weird. Yeah. Okay. Well, <laughs> I guess uh, I'll look forward to that. Yeah. So someday. It's also a short one. It's only a one season. It's so like 12 or 13 episodes or something. So. Sounds good. Yeah. If they ever put it out, that would be a good one for the podcast. It would yeah. Be. Yeah. I'm definitely down for more of this dude yeah. and his uh, and his stuff. So I don't know. Do we got anything else about this? Uh, yeah, kind of uh, touched on most of it, I think. Most of the stuff I was thinking of. It just came out on Blu-ray. Do you think it's a perfect Blu-ray? <laughs> <laughs> That's my fucking rim shot. It's <laughs> <laughs> oh, a pretty nice Blu-ray. Yeah, so, uh, yeah, it just the, came out. Oh, yeah, so. there was that weird, like, SD version that's on, like, the standard definition version that's on the Blu-ray for some reason. Yeah, what the fuck is that? Yeah, I don't I don't know. I didn't, like, watch it through. I just, like, turned it on just to see the uh, the length. If it was, like, maybe it just was some different cut of the movie yeah. or something. But it's uh, pretty much the same. I think it was, like, 30 seconds less, but mostly, like, I think that just is counted by a... Uh, the absence of all the company logos because it G just kids and stuff. yeah it just cuts right into it just starts up the movie huh. right away it doesn't have any of the logos so i think that's just i mean the only thing i could think is if there was some uh censored version that cuts out some of the brief cuts of nude like when there's flash frames of yeah like maybe it cut out that and there would be like a few seconds cut out just for censorship purposes right. or something but it's it's such a weird thing to I mean whatever put it on there I guess but yeah it's, <laughs> it's like, I don't know why anybody would watch that when they have the yeah it's, the it's, other one it's really weird like I don't know why it's there or what they were doing like I mean maybe the internet would have answers but yeah uh, eh, don't need answers whatever <laughs> I, I was kind of confused by that and like what why is this here yeah know. very strange but uh, maybe it is. Uh, the, the Blu-ray company adding another layer of 
like what the fuck <laughs> <laughs> they just wanted to have their own <laughs> yeah there you, know, you go like what why would somebody do this <laughs> <laughs> which is the real movie <laughs> right you got to watch it multiple times to see like is are they the same <laughs> <laughs> maybe that's their way of getting people to understand the movie you've got to see it more than once so yeah. if, but you're you're going to watch it once and be like what the fuck was that but then you'll be like oh there's a test why do they have this here i've watched that <laughs> yeah very strange we, we may never know the yeah. answer oh that there is one other thing that i kind of thought of with it of um the opening the very first like shot of the movie is of this kind of Power Rangers spoof yes, kind of thing. That's true. I forgot about that. And so there, it like opens with this goofy little stage performance. Yeah. And then it cuts to these kids who are just complaining about it. Like, oh, it was way cooler on TV. It was yes, like they were. And I kind of realized something. I was like, oh, that's kind of because usually like the opening of a or an ending of a movie or something, they're like going to be they're going to reflect the themes very purely ideally <laughs> if you know what you're doing and yeah. satoshi Kon knows what he's doing right right and i kind of realized like oh that's the whole thing is like this is she's this pop idol and people like love her especially this crazy guy with the website but that's not the real her when they see the actual real live performance real life her yeah instead of the you know so instead of the tv version they see this stage thing and like oh this was lame in real life yeah but awesome on the TV show. Like, that's her as well. Like, this guy doesn't want the real her. He wants this puffed up, uh, right. televised, like, the this fake version of her that he thinks is... That, well, and, even, and everybody, really, yeah, wants I mean, that. Even, even, um, even Mima herself, really, in a way, kind of the reality of her life is not that glorious thing that once you get close to it yeah is not that cool awesome thing you thought it was from the distance even just the idea of being the pop idol whether it's on tv or on the stage or whatever and then transitioning to actress in right. a sort of realistic drama or whatever it's you know it's uh, people want to see they don't care about that version of her <laughs> they want right to see right the, uh, they're, they're just they're just like the kids who go oh this was so cool on you and then they see the real thing and it's yeah. like that was lame <laughs> and that's kind of like everybody in this movie is kind of like doing that they're like yeah, oh yeah, Mima's yeah. this great thing but then you, like the reality of what's right. happening is a disappointment to right them. why would you leave behind this great thing like <laughs> this makes no sense but all good things must pass. Yeah. So. And, you know, it's like there's, it's kind of subtle in there, but I mean, well, it's it's clear, but it's not like focused on. Like every time it goes back to her old group. Yeah. They're doing great. They are. Like before, yes. they were just like these nobodies who are barely making it, and then she leaves, and suddenly they're well, we're top one hundred in Japan. Right, like right. they're both, and then they're all celebrating this success, and so it's like. <laughs> yeah, and I thought they got a new girl, but then apparently they were just the two, the duo. Yeah. I was going to say the two-o. <laughs> the two-o. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, yeah, they were, and they were doing good, yeah. Yeah. They're doing their radio spots and doing all kinds of stuff. So yeah, it was uh, just an interesting little uh, tidbit there that... Uh, Seems like maybe that was a part of her regrets of 
oh, n- now we're exploding after right. I've left. And right, like, right. And would it have happened if she hadn't left? Maybe it was, you know, I think maybe that was the best uh, course of action of her to go to be an actress. Maybe that was where her talents really were. And yeah, well, not so much in the uh, singing. If she wants to be a singer and she wants to be an actress, at some level she's conflicted. And whether or not um, she thinks that's visible, that kind of energy could be um, communicated to people who are watching. And, and so then they're not as excited where, as somebody who's like all about singing. Right. <laughs> then they, you know, now it's just the two. They don't have the drama going on. They're just fucking a unified force. And so now right. their song, and, and it could just be the song is good. You know, maybe the other songs are just right. not as good. But there's also like, they're getting better, but you also n- notice that uh, Mima is kind of like getting better too. And that her, like, Aside from all this shit, like, at the end of the movie, she's at the point where she's got to, like, be incognito, and people are like, oh my god, is that her? Yeah. Like, why would she be here, of all places? Like, yeah, yeah. so you kind of, at the end, it's definitely hinting that she's become a very successful actress to the point where yeah, the show she's recognizable. Yeah, the popular, yeah. And so she has herself met with a good deal of success this on her true. own this that she was not having as a part of that group. Right. So. Yeah, sometimes... Uh, a big change is the best thing possible. Yeah. So it's a, yeah, it's a cool movie. No doubt. Yeah. Full of good stuff. Yeah. So it just got to re-release. So if you haven't seen it, yep. check it out. Um, if you have seen it, watch it again. Yeah. Might get more out of it. <laughs> or you might not. Or you might get less, you know, yeah. <laughs> who knows? But, uh, yeah. I guess that's uh, I guess that's it. Yeah. So, adios. See ya. All the ragmen draw circles up and down the black. I'd ask him what the matter was, but I know that he don't talk. And the ladies treat me kindly, and they furnish me with tape. But deep inside my heart. Can this really be the end to be a stunning of mobile with the Memphis blues again? Well, Shakespeare, he's in the alley with his pointed shoes and his bells, speaking to some French girl who says she knows me well. Paramdoni, Osego, Charabert. No Chungu. No Chungu. No Chungu.